Hello everyone, my name is Todo Alashayemi. I'm a PhD student at the University of Oxford. Today I'll be talking about the Knight NSC Scholarship at the Stanford University. I'll do this in two episodes. The first will be a general overview of the Knight NSC Scholarship, and the second episode hopefully will just be、uh, to go in more details about some areas I think might help to increase your chances of getting the scholarship. This is the five-minute drop of wisdom. I hope you enjoy this episode. The Knight NSC Scholarship is one of the is now one of the most prestigious scholarships in the world that covers for your tuition, living stipends, and a lot of travel expenses. In fact, what is referred to as a full-ride scholarship is well sought after, and、uh, they give hundreds scholars every year. Uh, like I said, it's、uh, obtainable at the Stanford University. However, to apply for this, you need two different types of application. The first is to apply to the Knight Nancy Scholarship Program itself, and the second is to apply to the Stanford University.、Uh, so there are two different applications.、Uh, they sort of work hand in hand, but they are slightly different too.、So、I'm going to talk about、uh, the Knight Nancy Scholarship、uh, application, and you need to fill an application form, which is quite lengthy. Uh, it's best to fill this in bits. You, you, this is not a form that you can just fill overnight or two or three days before、uh, the scholarship deadline. So you need to start、uh, a, a while back、uh, so that you can fill it the right way the, with the right information and by inputting the right details. So the form contains the bio or the demographics, your name, where you are from, what do you do, how old are you, etc. Then also contains、uh, aspects of your education and.、Uh, You also speak about your work experience. Have you worked in the past, whether it's volunteering or it's paid work?、Uh, you need to submit your one-page resume, and this is different from most other scholarships or programs where they tell to submit to a two-page resume. So do not submit a two-page resume. You need to submit a one-page resume. Your resume should contain your professional achievements slash experience, your academic achievements slash experience, and your personal achievements slash experience. You also need to submit your transcripts, your undergraduate transcripts, or your postgraduate transcript. It doesn't need to be an official transcript. What this means is you do not need to tell your school to send to them directly. If you have a copy of your transcript, also known as the student copy, then you can upload these transcripts in the meantime,、uh, while you will deal with the official transcript later.、Uh, in addition to that, you need an evidence of English、uh, such as TOEFL, or you can get、uh, a waiver. So a waiver is a letter for is. Uh, it's just、uh, a pardon that says you do not need to write a test of English. Instead, you need to just provide evidence that says、uh, your undergraduate or your graduate degree was taught in English and you are examined and assessed in English language. So that's a good thing. You don't need to pay an extra amount of money to register for TOEFL or IELTS. You also need a letter of recommendation. Thankfully, you just need two letters of recommendation.、Uh, some scholarships, which I'll talk about later, needs as much as five or six letters of recommendation, and the two letter of recommendation should contain details about you、uh, with evidence and anecdote. So this means, in very simple terms, they should give examples of areas where you've demonstrated the attributes they said you've demonstrated.、Uh, you definitely need a personal statement. There's really no scholarship nowadays without a personal statement. And the personal statement should, like I've talked about in pre- in other episodes on scholarships, should be your elevator pitch. How well can you sell yourself and convince them that they should invest in you? Your introduction should be unique. 
uh, and the conclusion should also be strong and unique. It's the introduction that will get people to read the whole personal statement. If your introduction is not catchy, then no one would read this. Uh, then also finally, they give two uh, short answer questions where they ask you uh, to provide answers to questions and these questions broadly address uh, something in your past and the other question addresses something in your future for example a question about your past might be connect the dots how, do, how has the influence in your life shaped you that's a question that was asked previously in one of the in one of the uh, application cycle another is how would stanford education and the night energy scholarship supports uh, this dream or this ambition that you have uh, again so i'm going to end there and we'll continue our talk in the next episode that's all i have today let me know if you have any questions queries on the night energy scholarship if you agree or disagree with what i've said i'm going to put a big disclaimer i'm not a beneficiary of the night energy scholarship myself i have a couple of friends who have benefited from this and i would always advocate that you reach out to them but this is just to give you an overview of the scholarship i'm curious to hear your response and what you have to say about this episode but from me to you i'm signing out my name is tolu alashawi again and let's keep this conversation going bye